What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, managing editor, FightfulMMA.com, FightfulWrestling.com. You know the drill. Head over to FightfulMMA.com for your MMA news. If you want MMA, boxing, and pro wrestling, Fightful.com is where to go. I want you guys to subscribe to the Fightful MMA Boxing YouTube channel. That's at YouTube.com slash Fightful MMA Boxing. That's where you can catch Carlos Toro right now, if you'd rather, honestly, uh, doing the Wilder versus Fury wrap-up. He had fantastic coverage of that. I'm going to uh, do a quick rundown of the important fights from this weekend. Four MMA cards, five if you count KSW, where Narkin defeated uh, Kalidov again. So we have that. We'll have some fight, the, the individual fight reviews up on the Pro Wrestling channel and the MMA channel as well. Uh, that way, they, those are a little easily digestible. Uh, I know some of you have said that you really like those. But let's get into it, man. We've got a lot of MMA to talk about before a big MMA weekend. Next weekend, Joanna versus Valentina Shevchenko in what I consider one of the highest level uh, women's fights ever. It's so funny that they talk about the Holloway Ortega fight being such a high level fight in the in the promos. But I would definitely consider Shevchenko versus uh, Joanna to be among the most high level women's fights ever. Let's talk about it. We had KSW, Nurkan defeated Kalidov. Not a lot to say there. That was a, a special catchweight fight. Narkin goes on to 16-2. and two. Looks like KSW is a new star with Kalidov finally uh, dropping two in a row here to him. 30-27, uh, 29-28, 29-28. The scorecards didn't necessarily tell the story of this one. A couple of good knockouts as well. Head over to Fightful. We have it on our results tab, and you guys can check it out. But we got UFC Adelaide right now. That just finished. We'll start with the main event. We don't usually go this way. We start at the bottom and then work down and then work up rather. But Junior Dos Santos, number seven heavyweight, defeated number 11, tied to Ivasa via TKO in round two. Early on, Junior Dos Santos sort of embarrassed Tai to Ivasa. He would slip and then Tai to Ivasa would go tumbling essentially. But uh, Tai to Ivasa's pressure really started to gain him some momentum and gain an advantage against Dos Santos. And for Tai Tuivasa, this was a fight that answered a lot of questions. His last performance left a little bit to be desired, but you know, everybody's going to hit that wall. He came in uh, with such with such a blaze and uh won his first two fights via KO and TKO that flying knee and then the 2-minute win in Australia. Then his first fight in the States, and it's against Arlovsky, so he beat a former UFC champion. But a unanimous decision that left a lot to be desired. This performance left a lot to be desired as well. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about that. That pressure and that power that gave Tai Tuivasa that advantage in the first round quickly became his undoing. He got a little bit sloppy, and he was a little bit sloppy from the from the get-go. I mean, I mentioned it. Uh, Dos Santos had some slips that were... Downright offensive if you're tied to Ivasa. I mean, Tuivasa went sailing into the cage a couple of times, just just whiffing. So, I mean, that's not something you see a lot of in the UFC. I mean, unless you're fighting like Anderson Silva in his prime, you would see that. But in the second round, uh, JDS caught a couple of combos, and then when Tuivasa got really wild, cracked him with a right that dropped Tuivasa. Uh, Junior DeSantos would move to mount, and would quickly finish Tai Tuivasa, but not before Tuivasa tried to strike from his back with Junior Dos Santos is in mount. The only place I've seen that work 
is EA, or not even EA, it was UFC Undisputed 2009 on the PS3. It doesn't work, Playboys. It doesn't. And he's still young, man. He, he's been a pro for over six years, but he's still 25 years old. Probably will fight again before he turns 26. Dos Santos will be 35 by the next time he fights. But, hey, man, he's still got several years left in him. Here's an interesting stat about Dos Santos. His first back-to-back wins since 2011-12 when he won and then defended the UFC Heavyweight Championship. Kind of amazing to think. Since then, it's been win-loss, 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 win-loss. His first time that he's won two fights in a year since 2011. Unbelievable to think that. And he's still there. He's still competing. And he's competed every single year since then. It's I don't want to say it's like the John Jones method, how he'll still have competed every year because Dos Santos, while he ran into some issues with USADA, uh, he, he was exonerated and still managed to fight every single year. Uh, Junior Dos Santos, after this fight, called out Alistair Overeem for a rematch. Alistair Overeem knocked him out three years ago. I think enough time has passed there. Overeem is coming off of a very impressive win, too over an up-and-coming prospect in Sergei Pavlovich. So I think that's funny how their trajectories have led them back to each other. Overeem, who had lost two in a row, getting that win last week over or, or yeah, last week over Pavlovich in Dos Santos. You know, we've talked about how he's been at such a high level and even competed for a UFC title last year, but but that trajectory leads right back. Tai Tuivasa called out Justin Willis. Why did he call out Justin Willis? Well, because earlier in the night. Justin Willis defeated Mark Hunt in an all-time, I don't want to say an all-time, but an absolute snoozer of a fight. Just what what can I say about this? Justin Willis won it. Mark Hunt looked like he didn't want to be there. His leg got busted open, his being Mark Hunt got, got busted open pretty early on. Mark Hunt was quick to say afterwards, thank you to the UFC. Uh, you guys will see me somewhere else. One championship would probably love to have him. They just signed Sage Northcutt. They've got Demetrius Johnson. They have Eddie Alvarez. They got Misha Tate as a figurehead. They got Rich Franklin as a figurehead there. They would love some more names that can translate. Ryzen would love to have Mark Hunt. Uh, Bellator, they made an offer to Sage Northcutt. I'd be shocked if they didn't make an offer to Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt will get six-figure offers now. Justin Willis afterwards said, uh, tell Ty Tuivasa that I'm taking over Australia. Ty Tuivasa replied by saying, uh, Justin Willis, you little bitch, I'm coming for you. And for Willis, still this fight makes sense. Even though he won, he's 4-0 in the UFC. And I, I think a fight with Tai Tuivasa makes sense because even though his his record is better than Tai Tuivasa's in the UFC now, Tai Tuivasa is still a bigger name. And that name value is important, especially in Australia that's ready-made. You can run that back maybe even as a main event in Australia, and they'll they'll probably eat it up. So Justin Willis getting a win. Mark Hunt will likely be out of the rankings. His UFC contract is up. Think about Hunt, and we'll talk about it more on the Tuesday Fightful MMA podcast, 2 p.m. Eastern. But he's so disgusted by steroids and the fact that some of his opponents have used them that I guess he's, he wants to leave the UFC and go somewhere that doesn't have drug testing. 
That's a little peculiar to me. It's a little, little odd. <clears throat> it's not odd uh, what Shogun Hua did to <laughs> Tyson Pedro. I mean, it's almost standard procedure at this point, right? Shogun Hua comes back from the dead. These two met in the middle and slugged it out, man. And we got Shogun Hua. He's right there. He's 37 years old, just turned 37. Still getting it done. He has won four of his last five. He withstood that that blizzard that Tyson Pedro unleashed on him. Took Tyson Pedro down in what I thought was a 10-8 second round. Complete control. Tyson Pedro had no offense in the second round. And then in the third round, he did the same, put Pedro on his back, and finished him off. Pedro now, who looked really promising early on, winning his first two fights in the UFC, winning his first three out of four, has now lost three out of his last four. And uh, Shogun Hua, despite what I just said about Pedro losing three of his last four, he's still getting it done against these fringe top 15 guys. And by that, I mean Tyson Pedro uh, and John Vellante. Corey Anderson and Rogério Nogueira are top 15 guys, no matter what. So I I am very impressed with what Shogun is able to do. Had he not lost to Anthony Smith, he's getting a title shot. I think he's right behind to Anthony Smith in line for the title shot right now, which is wild to think, at, at number 13. Maybe another name, which there are going to be a lot of names that pop up and move into that light heavyweight division. A Luke Rockhold, perhaps, maybe a Yoel Romero uh, that, that jump him in line. Uh, give me, I, I don't want Yoel Romero and Shogun. That, that would be Yoel Romero laying on Shogun. And there's nothing wrong with that. that that's Yoel Romero's skill set and what he should do against a Shogun. Anthony Rocco Martin defeated Jake Matthews, local guy, via Anaconda choke. Rocco Martin got a finish that he needed against Jake Matthews. And, uh, he was down two rounds to none on the scorecard. So uh, this is a submission worth going out of your way to see. Good stuff there uh, from Martin. Uh, a feel-good moment on this was Yusef defeating Mokhtarian, TKO via strikes early in round one. I don't know what Mokhtarian was thinking. I don't know why people thought this was uh, an early stoppage. I thought it was was a good one. Maktarian was not intelligently defending himself. Covering up and eating a bunch of punches is not not so. So I, I like that. You have Jim Crute getting the late, late third round submission win with nine seconds left over Paul Craig. Alexei Konchenko continues to be undefeated, defeating Yushin Okami. He is on a bit of a like a mini Legends tour. He beat Tiago Alves before this. Number eight, Wilson Hayes defeated Ben Wynn. Not an outstanding fight, but it's a top 10 fight, so it's worth mentioning. Wilson Hayes gets that win. 30-27, So not a lot, uh not a lot there on the prelims. Uh, the Bellator 211 show today had some schlappers on it, my friends. Kent uh, Kapinen knocked out Alessio Sakara, their their golden boy in Italy. And it's nasty. I retweeted it. It's on Bellator's uh, page. It is nasty, my friends. Very early and not a lot to say. Uh, Sakara gets caught, dropped out cold. What this means for Bellator in Italy, I don't know. This wasn't a big card anyway. They didn't. Both of these companies did not need two, two cards. Domingos Barros beats Hedzi Gurgis. Uh, that's a prospect you all need to look out for. Also, Alan Edmund. <laughs> 
stuttered there. Amedovsky defeated Ibrahim Main by KO, and it was quick, man. It says 12 seconds. It was eight or nine seconds. I retweeted that one as well. A filthy, dirty, low-down knockout was that one. Straight up bled out territory. John Salter defeated Chidi Njikwani. Chidi Njikwani is a guy that Bellator likes a lot, but, man, not all the time when, when they like guys do their guy. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Guys, get big wins. And this was a case of that. John Salter is incredibly underrated. Got that submission win, and he really controlled the whole fight. He set Cheedy up with a lot of low leg kicks. And uh, took it home, man. He he controlled this fight. wasn't even wasn't even hard for him. Uh, otherwise, the main card went exactly how you would think, or at least how we predicted it. One Archuleta dominated Jeremy Spoon, thirty twenty five and thirty twenty sixes. Christina Williams defeated Bruna Allen. Uh, Christina Williams is a name to look out for. Uh, she got a unanimous decision win there. David Rickles defeated Guimerle Vascalonis, the former boyfriend of Demi Lovato. Uh, he controlled that fight, too. Had a nice flurry in there as well. Gerald Harris was on the post limbs. Got a majority draw. You had Joe Warren get cracked and beaten by uh, Sean Bunch. It looked like he may have hurt his collarbone there, too. Joe Warren, man, 42 years old. I was shocked they put him on the prelims. Looking back at it, it looks like it was the right decision to make to put him on the prelims. Uh, Joe Schilling got a big, nasty win over Will Morris. Shout out to Will Morris's corner for stopping that fight after the first round. Will Morris wasn't going to do a damn thing there. He had nothing for Joe Schilling, and Joe Schilling record does not tell his story. I often say that about a lot of female fighters, but and a lot of fighters who were on tough and didn't have a lot of experience before them. But man, Joe Schilling put the pain on Morris, and Morris it looked like wanted to put the pain on his own corner. Like they were, they were at it, man. They were, they were not having a good time with one another. <laughs> it was rough. It was rough, man. You also have John or Chris Honeycutt getting beaten by Costello Van Steenis. This one I did not see coming, man. Honeycutt had won five of his last six, and he stuttered early on. He had those two fights with Paul Bradley, the, the no contest. Then he got TKO'd real early. He lost to Lovato, but man, a lot of people are going to lose to Lovato. But he lost a split decision against Van Steenis as well. Now, <coughs> my apologies for the uh, <laughs> for the uh, coughing there. But Honeycutt is still a guy that they like, and I know that he's thirty years old. He's somebody they've they've put a, a lot of stock into. But the thing is, Honeycutt probably should have won this fight, man. You, media unanimously had it for him. Fan voting, I think, had it. I think three to one. For Honeycutt, so it's a shame. He should have won that fight. But uh, the decision was surprising. Honeycutt's performance, not really. It's it's pretty much on par. Uh, he's knocked out Kevin Casey, and that's really it since early on in his, his Bellator career. 
So other than that, not not a lot to really talk about on Bellator 210. Tough 28 finale results. Tough will continue, we're told. Macy Chiasen defeated Panny Kianzad via submission uh, round two. Chiasen pushed, pushed forward. The thing is, man, I look at this and I'm like, man, Felicia Spencer could beat both of these girls and did beat Chiasen as well when she was an amateur. But Spencer thought that she could earn her way to the UFC anyway. But a couple of these people are just going to be chum in the water for Chris Cyborg, essentially. Juan Espino becomes the oldest tough winner ever, 38 years old. Just molly Justin Frazier. Justin Frazier was so far out of his depth. We were saying recently we don't see a lot of straight armbar victories. We saw one there. Here's a fun fact. Diego Sanchez won the Ultimate Fighter Season 1. He's 36 years old. This was the 38th edition overall of the Ultimate Fighter. Espino is 38 years old. Kind of wild. Antonina Shevchenko defeated Ji Young Kim, who showed up way overweight. Good win for her as she starts her UFC career. Joseph Benavidez beats the brakes off of Alex Perez. Let's talk about this ugly-ass non-ref stoppage. Man, Eve Levine gets in there, physically puts his hands on Benavidez. Benavidez starts to walk away as uh, Alex Perez is trying to hold on to a single. Very similar to, to Faber and, and Barrow back in the day at least the position they were in. And Benavidez walks away, man. Walks away. And has to has to finish Perez again because of Evil Veen. We're going to get Showdown Joe's thoughts on this on Tuesday. He's a certified ref MMA, or certified MMA ref and judge. This was embarrassing. And Alex Perez can't feel good about this. Uh, anybody who loses in the flyweight division can't feel secure about their job. Joseph Benavidez, though, he called out the winner of Cejudo Dillashaw. He says that he has a win over Cejudo. I mean, technically. Maurice Green got a quick win over Mikel Batista. That one's worth going out of your way to see. Roosevelt Roberts finish over Daryl Horcher. Former uh, Habib Nurmagomedov victim, Daryl Horcher, worth going out of your way to see. He got Horcher almost horizontal up against the cage on a guillotine choke. That was really nasty. Looked really good. Excellent stuff. Honestly, the entire Fight Pass show was worth checking out. Uh, Barcelos defeating uh, Chris Gutierrez via Reed choke was good. Tim Means beating Ricky Rainey, a guy who fought MVP four years ago. Real quick, round one, 118, just put him away. And that's what Tim Means is capable of that, man. That's why every time Tim Means is booked, I'm excited to see him fight because you just never know who Tim Means can beat. You had a an Edmund Tavertian product in uh, Edmund Shabazian defeating Darren Stewart via split decision. Pedro Munoz defeated Brian Caraway via TKO. Man, Caraway, besides that that shot, I keep talking about it, man. That that single is a real good shot, and, and his double's not bad either. But he goes in for that single really, really quick, and he sets it up okay. But everybody knows a punch isn't coming before that at this point, so. Even if he faints, they kind of know that he's setting up a takedown. Pedro Munoz, though, guys, he ain't ain't here to play. Number nine, he got that win in about two and a half minutes. Uh, I see good things for Pedro Munoz coming up. That's a good win. 
it's a good name victory for him. And Brian Caraway's life just keeps getting worse. He's battled injuries and obviously his breakup with Misha Tate and his coach passed away. Meanwhile, Pedro Munoz won six of the of his last seven, including uh, a win over Brett Johns in August. Uh, and his only loss is the, a split to to John Dodson. So I mean, he could be doing a lot worse there too. Because I mean, if you're if you're losing splits to John Dodson and a fair number of people had that for Munoz, but it was Dodson's fight, really. But he continues looking good. Let's talk about Kamaru Usman, man. Uh, he he looked real good. And then, I'm not going to pretend that this was like the most exciting fight in the world because it wasn't. It wasn't a great fight. It wasn't an exciting fight, but it was an exciting, it was a good performance by Kamaru Usman. Number five, defeating number three, Rafael Dos Anjos. I did a fight review on this last night and had it up. But Usman just controlled Dos Anjos. And I had a lot of people saying, Dos Anjos doesn't belong at welterweight. He has no business being there. He's not a welterweight. The guy made it to a welterweight title fight. And there aren't a lot of people, there aren't a lot of people in MMA period that if, like, say, anybody wins a lightweight title, there aren't going to be a lot of those people that I say have no business at welterweight. If those people lose their title, it's clear they're not getting back there and they feel like moving up, then fine. But to say that Rafael Dos Anjos doesn't belong at welterweight and has no business being there, uh, he beat Tarek Safadine, Neil Magny, and Robbie Lawler. Neil Magny, on any given night, can beat any almost anybody at welterweight. Robbie Lawler's a former champion. Tarek Safadine, a former Strikeforce champion. Oh, by the way, when... When Dos Anjos was at lightweight, he beat Nate Diaz, Donald Cerrone, Ben Henderson, all of which have competed at welterweight and done very well. So I don't have any problem with him being at welterweight. Kamaru Usman controlled this fight. And man, I'll tell you what, I don't remember the last boring UFC title fight, but I damn well believe that Kamaru Usman versus Tyron Woodley or Colby Covington could be one of them. Now, Dan Lambert has told us that Colby Covington and Tyron Woodley is targeted for next month, uh, whatever the January 26th show is, uh, that pay-per-view. The one with Cejudo and Dillashaw. So, uh, Usman likely isn't getting that title shot. However, if you saw Dana White talk about Kamaru Usman on the Fox Post show, you would swear he's getting that title shot. You would think he's getting that title shot. Dana White was downright infatuated with Kamaru Usman after this, which shocks me for this performance. And he straight up said it. He's like, I've not talked about Kamaru Usman because I didn't like that he he talked a lot and didn't back it up. And I'm thinking, man, what more could you want? He knocked up, he beat Sean Strickland, he beat Worley Alves, people who they thought a lot of. He, he derailed the ML Weber meet hype train. He is the only person to beat Leon Edwards since 2015. Besides Kamara Usman, outside of Kamara Usman, Leon Edwards is 8 no. Nobody talks about that. Kamara Usman dispatched him. I mean, Yakolev was riding a two-fight winning streak. Usman stopped him. You had Sergio Marias. You want to guess how many people have beaten Sergio Marias since 2013? The answer is Kamaru Usman, and that's it. That's it. 
I think in like 10 fights, Kamaru, last 10 fights, Kamaru Usman's the only person to beat him. Damian Maya, former UFC title challenger uh, in two different weight divisions, beat him. All right. What more does he need to show you? Dos Anjos, apparently. I think that, that Usman's ra- track record stands or, or it's, it speaks for itself. Really good stuff there. Guys, if you all don't mind, leave us a thumbs up, subscribe. Visit FightfulMMA.com for all your MMA news. Uh, but most importantly, subscribe to our MMA and boxing channel. We have gained exclusive rights to James Lynch's interviews that are up there. Uh, they used to be on, on his YouTube page as well, which I do encourage you guys to subscribe to. Please show James Lynch love. Uh, he does just the best interview work in the business, I think. Better than anybody. So uh, subscribe to James Lynch's YouTube page. Subscribe to youtube.com slash Fightful MMA Boxing. You may notice our post shows and our regular podcasts are still over here on the Pro Wrestling Channel for monetization purposes. But I want you guys to go ahead and uh, and uh, subscribe to that. We got a contest going on all the time. Lots of cool stuff. Leave us a thumbs up. Subscribe. Visit Fightful.com. We're out. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.